uh, wondering, you know, just what could be one of the missing elements in the fact that you can know scripture, you can go to church, and yet and still there's a, you know, somehow uh, that extra umph that might not be there, that should be there. And I was thinking about the um, foreigners, immigrants who come in to become a citizen. And before you become a citizen, they, you have to give the Pledge of Allegiance, uh, Pledge of Allegiance to the flag, the United States of America, and to the Republic for which it stands. You know, with, with, with one nation under God, indivisible. I used to say invisible. You know, <laughs> of, uh, I got, got somebody straight me out on that one. Uh, indivisible <laughs> with liberty and justice for all. You know, and. They say it, and we basically know it, but guess what? We don't live it. And I said, well, wow. Then if we have that pledge of allegiance to America, what is your pledge of allegiance to God? And so I thought that I'll lay out a pledge of allegiance <laughs> Uh, as far as the saints are concerned, let's go in a word of prayer. Father God, how we come this morning and thank you for our time together. And sometimes, Lord, um, one of the reasons that we might not stay focused is because we have not really pledged allegiance to you. Help us as we look at these uh, two verses and walk through this, Lord, in our moments together. May you be glorified. Uh, may the saints be edified. May we, what, the, what we learn, we practice, and others are benefit. Great is your faithfulness. Thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, amen. Well, as we uh, look at this then, uh, Colossians 1.13 he has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transformed us to the kingdom of his beloved son. Galatians 2.20. Let's read that together. I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Now, that's, 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 uh, that's Paul's allegiance <laughs> to the Lord. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's one that we, it's, it's scripture, and we, of course, we can apply it to our lives. Praise the Lord for that. Um, but, but then I uh, put one together. This is a Don Racketism or whatever it is. Um, let's read it together. I pledge allegiance to the sovereign rule and will of God, our Father, who have called me, cleansed me, justified me, glorified me, and empowered me to live and make a distinct difference with my life and in the lives of others. See, say, well, I don't like to write your own. <laughs> Whatever it is, keep it biblical. 
keep it biblical. Because what are you standing on? Isn't it amazing that when it comes down to um, uh, Al-Qaeda and all the other folks who are, are in this thing, isn't it amazing that everybody has an allegiance? You see? And yet and still when it comes down to the saints, then write out one. <laughs> write out one. One that you're going to really, I mean, this is me. This is where I stand. I don't care what the world does. Here's where I stand. Now, in order to formulate that, that's why I use these two passages of scriptures, you must concept, see, always, follow, uh, always come before function. So then if you have the right concept, then you will function right. And so to, to come up with, with an allegiance to the Lord, and regardless of whether you're walking alone, that's okay, but still hold your ground. I think that is, that is key. I think that is very important. And so I want to make sure that you have that uh, in, in mind. And, of course, I'll kick this up a little bit later. So as we come in then making the, uh, the declaration that reveals who and whose we are with the determination to stand confident and firm. In our introduction then, if our life is not distinguished from this world, we will be unable to clearly reveal the gospel of Christ to a dying world. All through scripture, you see individuals who uh, have pledged their allegiance. They didn't have the statement, but they pledged their, whether, whether it was the Hebrew boys, they pledged their allegiance. Whether it was Daniels, he pledged their allegiance. I don't care where it was, they said, here is where I stand. If Joseph was here, he said, I pledge my allegiance to God. I don't care whether I'm tempted, whether my family goes against me, whether I'm put into a pit for two years, apart from everybody else, I pledge my allegiance, and I'll still believe God. And it's out of that you begin to have stability. And where there's stability, then you have your mind. You won't uh, suffer from mind fog. You, 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 you're standing on your, your grounds, and God is able to really uh, bless your hearts in this area as you move forward for him, you see. Because why? You're focusing on him. And so we are, uh, we are generational thinkers and situational responders called to make a difference in a lost and dying world. And so when we talk about generational thinkers, then it's not just our meal for this day, give us this day our daily bread, but we are generational, generational. And I think that that is so important, generational thinkers and situational responders and how we respond. We don't react to a situation, we act. God teaches us how to do that. You know, there's a tendency to react to things. You know, and I'm not trying to be insulting, but you know, babies always react, don't they? Uh, whatever you, they react to, they react. But the older you get, well, at least some folks, the older you get, you mature, and you don't react, you act, okay? And there's a lot of things that, uh, that come into my life now. It's not, it's not a matter of whether I feel or there's emotion or anything. If it needs to be done, then you do it and go on. Don't be stuck on this, 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 this. Do it and go on. And so it's so important that we get to that point. Well, thinking it through. As we think it through, to pledge allegiance, we must be all in, not having personal agendas that conflict with the will of God. Let us uh, observe three things that are necessary 
in making this a reality. Uh, the first one is discerning our past. The next one then, then uh, is declaring our position. Then the next one is developing our plan. So first, discerning our past, looking back, declaring our position, okay? Let's make it firm right now. And then developing our plan. And out of these verses that we were, were quoting, that's what these three things will be uh, talking about this morning. And so let's, let's move right into it then. We talk about discerning our past. When we talk about discerning our past, we come back to Colossians 1.13. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. Oops, read through it too fast because I know you missed it. So let me just kind of go back over it, okay? Now notice what it says. Now notice the past tense of the verbs. He has what? Delivered us from the domain of darkness and what? Transferred us. He didn't say he will transfer us. It's already done. You see? So, so when you see that, that means it's a done deal. It's a what? So he said, it's a done deal. When we look back in my past, then I know there are some things that that's a done deal, which means he's not going to undo it. Whatever God does, it is forever. You know, no one can take away from it or add to it. OK, so then when we come to the whole idea, he has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. Then what do we mean by the kingdom of the beloved son. What is that? Okay. It didn't say the kingdom of heaven. It says the kingdom of his of the beloved son. In other words, he transferred us out of the government of Satan, who's the ruler of the darkness of this world, and now we're under a new government, and this new government, this new rule is under our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. For the record, it has nothing to do with how you feel. You do not, I do not have any say-so. When God tells us to do something, do it. Okay? Uh, because where are you going to go? I quit. And, and the Lord said, yeah, I can quit too. Give my breath back. Okay? <laughs> so the Lord can quit on you too. So please understand something. This has to settle in our spirit. When the Lord tells us to do something, he's not asking us to do something. He's telling us to do something. Angels obey. Birds obey. The creation obey. The, the atmosphere obey. But when it comes down to believers, Lord, why are you going to call on me like this? I know I'm going through this. And Lord, you know I'm not able to. And the Lord says, I, because I'm God. And then God says, let me prove it. God, has to, God does not have to prove himself to anyone else but man. And notice where we are. The psalmist says, it says, what is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou visited him. Thou hast made him little lord and angels, but crowned him with glory and honor. Thou hast put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, yea, the beasts of the fields and fowls of the air and fish in the sea and whatsoever pass to the paths of the sea. Oh, Lord, my Lord, how, how magnificent. How great is your name in all the earth. And so when we talk about God, then he said he has delivered. God took the initiative to deliver us from himself. I cannot, the more, 
the more I see and the more I learn about the blood of Jesus Christ and the his history behind that and all these other things, I'm saying, boy, if God is doing that by the magnitude of his love, then what is he saving us from, from the magnitude of his wrath? If God is doing this because of he's a righteous God, then what's going to happen to those who die in their sins under the wrath of God? They'll die in the darkness and, and they'll be forever. Galatians have been, I have been crucified with Christ. Now, I put those two together because we must embrace the fact that a transformation and transition has taken place. We are no longer our own. Our way must be God's way or we are not disciples of Christ. If you are still doing your own thing and doing what you want to do, you are not a disciple of Christ. Because disciples follow in the, I'm a follower of Christ. If you're not doing what he's saying, then you're not a disciple of Christ. Okay. When Jesus said, depart from me, I never knew you. There are individuals who have be, gone to church for years and years and years. And think because of their position in the church and everything else that when they die, they will come before the Lord and the Lord's going to say, well done. And when they come before the Lord, he's going to look at them with his eyes and say with his mouth, I never knew you. You never in your heart made the pledge of allegiance to me. And to do that, how do I know, Jesus made it very clear, how do you, God says, here's how I feel love, not by emotion. Do what I tell you to do. Tell you to do. do what I say. Obey me. I feel love by your obeying. There are two things we need to keep in mind. One, our supernatural deliverance. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son. Next observation. Since notice the past tense of the verse, and the verse means it was done, it was a done deal. He delivered us, he has transformed us. We've been eternally placed to a new normal, a new identity, a new government known as the kingdom of God. All power, every decision, every requirement is there. Over every plan, over every situation, over every thought, over every word, God says, you're under the new normal. Every decision you make, all your plans, that's why we are to commit our plans to the Lord. It's, it's so important. I put uh, chapter 16, 1 to uh, 33 for your read. I'm gonna, not going to read it for you. But the whole idea of this, let's look at Proverbs. I, I look at uh, I read a chapter of Proverbs every day. And again, but I know it had to be now going on, what, 20, 30 years. And, um, and as I, I look at it, I, I saw something a little different. And I started going over it, and I started seeing about God and him being in complete control. Complete control, complete control, complete control. You read the Proverbs 16, 1 to 33, and he talks about complete control of your, your, your plans and everything else. He says, I'm in complete control. If I'm going to do the pledge of allegiance, I must realize and embrace the fact 
that God runs this show. Um, if you have a problem with that, then it's not a physical problem. It's a spiritual problem. So don't go to a psychiatrist. <laughs> go to the Lord and work it out. We are the chosen uh, children and citizens of the kingdom, uh, sovereign rule of Christ, God's beloved son. Full access to the throne of God, confident, uh, confidential attention on all that we are exposed to. Fellowship, future and hope, freedom as citizens to do what we ought to be doing. I mean, this is starting a few. When we are, when he transferred us, he transferred us into fellowship. Okay. He transferred us into a future and a hope. Uh, they was talking about, uh, as believers, um, they were talking about senior citizens. And uh, one guy was saying that as, as you get older, you're not afraid of death. You're, you're, um, you embrace it. And that one guy, I think he was in his... Um, uh, mid-80s, close to 90, he was saying, I'm looking forward to going home to be with the Lord. He said, my friend must think I didn't make it because I haven't gotten there yet. He said, I'm looking forward to going to meet the Lord right now, you know. <laughs> uh, the anticipation, the anticipation of, and the way to, the way to see this thing is going, Jesus can come at any time. And that, that should thrill our hearts. And it depends on where we're standing. If we're standing with our foot trying to be in the world and, uh, let's see, you're not, you're, you're distracted. You don't even know what's going on. But as you stand on the promises of God, then all of a sudden you start looking for the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because you have been transformed in the darkness into his marvelous light. And to that, I praise the Lord for. Developing our position. The next thing is that when I make this whole idea of an allegiance to the Lord, it's developing my position. And when we talk about developing my position, that's where Galatians 2.20b says, It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's no longer me. It's no longer I. But Christ lives in me. You know, it's one thing to read it. It's another thing to say it, believe it, and say it, and live it. There's a lot of folks, they see the data, they hear the data, but the thing the Lord says, no, 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 no. But be doers of the word and not what? Hearers only. Well, you're deceiving yourself. Until you get to the point where saying, it's no longer me, but Christ who lives in me. Now, that's, this is the proper way of saying me. It's that Lord give me and help me and all these. Let's, let's do it this way. Christ who lives in me. We know when Christ lives in you, we have to see what, how Christ's life was. In three separate occasions, you'll find in the gospel, the Lord says, either he will say, this is my beloved son in whom I, I am uh, well pleased, Luke 322, uh, I'm well pleased. And so he'll say, you are my beloved son, in which I'm well pleased. Oh, that's the one, Luke uh, uh, 322. He says, you are my beloved son. 
So then if we in Christ, God is that same type of affection, the same type of, 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 of proclamation saying, you are my beloved sons and daughters in which I'm well pleased. Why? You're walking and obeying Christ in everything. Now, we need to list the thing that has, we have not submitted to him yet. And make up our mind today, Lord, if I'm going to make the pledge of leeching, then I need to understand it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Consider some of these benefits. Condemnation has been put in its place. Therefore, therefore now no uh, condemnation. Control has been given to us over every power of sin. So please don't go around like a Flip Wilson years ago talking about the devil made me do it. No, the devil didn't make you do anything. You listened and you obeyed him, but he didn't make you do anything. So then when it comes down to courage has been embedded in our lives. Now we are encouraged because we know that whatever happens, the Lord says, Lo, I'll be with you always to the end of the world. Don't, when it comes down to standing for me, stand your ground. In order to have courage, that means that there's something going to challenge us to have that courage. So get ready. If you're going to live for Christ, you're going to also encounter his haters. And like they hated him, they'll hate you. Get ready for it. Comfort has been made available. He's the God of all comfort. Before you run to your friends, they, they had the song, I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus. Because, see, only Jesus, see, he's the one that can what? Help you. And Jesus alone. And, and so we, um, those, those songs really come back to me. I must, then the thing was, I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus. If you're stressed out before you tell anybody else, say, I must tell Jesus. And you'll be biblical because the Bible says, cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. Why? Because he transferred you out of darkness into the kingdom of God. I think we should be developing our own, our, our own allegiance. Well, we should be writing our own allegiance. I can get one right now. Here's where I'm standing in the Lord because of all that he's done. See, the reason behind it, when you are motivated to understand, here's a God who loved me before the foundation of the world and chose me, and then this robe and come and die on the cross for me, and then we're asking questions. God is asking for allegiance, not questions. Questions are fine in his place, but allegiance. Consider some of the benefits. Okay, I said that. I said that. Um, the confidence being embedded in a new life, citizenship have been established. Confidential uh, consultant, the Holy Spirit, is always available to keep us on track. We need to settle in our hearts once and for all the fact that we are not our own. The agenda has been set. What has been set? See, the only problem is we don't know God's agenda. Well, I'm sorry. A lot of folks don't know God's agenda. You know? 
because no doubt I'll say, I know what his agenda is. Okay, then. There are a lot of folks who do not know God's agenda. Therefore, they set up their agenda, and then when it fell, they say, God has failed me. God says, no, you have just have not been following me. You see? So the moment that you start following me, then you find that uh, the whole idea of um, uh, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall what? Direct thy path. And when he directs your path, like the psalmist said in, in one, uh, the, whatsoever he doeth shall what? Prosper. At least you're not with or neither. It's in it. Uh, uh, it? At least you're not with It'll come to me. <laughs> and so the whole idea is this, that the whole idea is that, uh, that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ comes along and strengthens us in that area. And so... We need to settle in our hearts once and for all the fact that we are not our own. I have to say that to myself. I'm not my own. My biggest battle is not with people. And if you're honest, your biggest battle is not with people. Litmus test. When God tells you to do something, do you do it right away or do you hesitate? Do you hesitate out of fear or is it out of resistance? Or because you're looking at who, to, who I have to do this to, or, you know. And God said, why are you hesitating? You know what? I never hesitate on you. I never hesitate on you. And if you're going to follow Jesus Christ, he says, there's never a point as a believer you hesitate. If not, you're not ready to pledge allegiance. <laughs> See, you are, you are a bystander looking at folks going forward. But when you pledge allegiance, you're all in. You're all in. Colossians 3.14. And above these things, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. I like when it says, and above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let, we've dealt with that word before, let the peace of Christ, which means what? It's there. Let it happen. Let it take, take his, prayer, his place in your life. After all, you're in his kingdom. Rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called out of darkness, remember? And to the kingdom of Christ. Called in one body. And be thankful. Wow. I'm just telling what the word is saying. This is not Don Racket. And if this is war, this going right over you, guess what? Just keep living. And guess what? Life is going to be smacking you left and right. And depending on where you are standing, and if you're standing on the promises of God, you'll be able to maintain your cool or your peace before the Lord. Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thanksgiving in your heart. Again, this is the word. here's that word again. What's that word again coming up? Let. What's that word? Let the word of Christ dwell. God says, I want to do it. You know, a lot of times what happens... In the, in the living room, especially uh, Sundays when we kind of kind of chill out, uh, we the living room gets pretty dark. 
uh, we have, you know, we have lamps and everything else. The only reason that it's uh, not uh, lit up because I had to go and click it on. And, I mean, the power is there. The lamps are there. The bulb is in. I just need to be clicked in. They used to say in the, in the hood, who you with, you know? Who you with? You need to be clicked in to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And the moment you start doing that, it says, let the word of Christ, you have to get into the word for that to happen now. Okay? It's not going to come to you. Swimming pools do not come to you. You have to go to the swimming pool. Amen? I'm not, you know, I just know that's, that's a normal course of action. So then when it comes down to the word of Christ, it can't dwell in you if you are not in it. Okay? I don't have the peace of God. Well, then that's a spiritual problem. Okay? And physical will not solve that spiritual problem that you have. Admonishing one another. See, now you move to another level. Once you let that happen, now you're affecting other folks. Admonishing one another in all wisdom and singing songs and hymns and spiritual songs without, with thanksgiving in your hearts. That's why I said one of the reasons, the benefits of coming to morning worship, we need you to encourage us. Not only to worship God, but to be encouraged and to encourage us. If you only come and say, well, I didn't get anything out of that boy. You know, it wasn't emotional enough, you know. And the Lord says, the Lord says, wait a minute. Then what did you bring to morning worship? See? Into his courts with thanksgiving, and, uh, you know, into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. The whole idea is this, what are you bringing? Bring your A game. But you have to, have to dwell in you richly in order to have something. Songs and hymns. This whole idea of singing the Lord, this love. The praise of the saints. He just loved, he loved to hear a singing saint. Especially when they're in the will of God. That means they will not only sing when things like the sun is shining. They'll sing even in the dark. Remember Paul in, in prison? Having been beaten and everything else? They still struck up a song. You know? And it was singing in prison. And God is saying, listen. That's exactly what I want you to do. I want you to sing. I don't care what your situation is. I built your vocal cords. Well, not the physical vocal cords, but I have built your spirit to sing. Uh, okay? I don't want to make, make that clear. Okay. Uh, Colossians 3.17. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the, uh, the Father, through him. And notice now. We looked at the whole idea of throwing put into his kingdom. So whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Which means a lot of times you do things, you don't expect people to pay you. You do it because you love them. That's why you do it. It's, it's not a whole list and keeping the list of, I'm doing this because I'm going to ask them for a favor later. No, you do it. You know, keep your stuff, because they'll never let you forget it. Remember when I loaned you such and such and such? That's six years later, I loaned you such and such. Here, take, take, here it is. I shine it off. Take it. <laughs> God wants you to give it. And, and when you do that, 
guess what? You begin to act like daddy. Because he keeps on giving, doesn't he? And he keeps on giving. Even when we act up, he's, he keeps on giving. You know what? That's our that is our future. We'll be hanging out with the God our Father who keeps on giving forever. And we're not going in up there with angels with wings on, please. We're adopted sons and daughters of God with access to the throne of God. We come to our last one, been very patient. Designing our plan. We talk about designing our plan. Let's keep it simple. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Why are you living? He said, this is the reason I'm living. He transferred me from darkness into the kingdom of, of Christ. I'm under a new government. And you know what? The life I'm living now. I live by faith. You can't have faith if you don't believe. And it says that without faith it's impossible to please God. For those who come to him must, must believe that he is and he's a reward of them that diligently seek him. So he says this, he says, I now live in the flesh. I live by, flesh, uh, by faith in the Son of God. He said, I now live faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Look at the past tense. He will love me. He might love me. The children used to sing, Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones who live below. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loved me. Yes, Jesus loved me. And sometimes we just need to get in front of your mirror and just have your own, own time of Jesus love me. And just keep saying to you, yes, I don't care what I'm going through. I don't care what people don't understand me. Yes, Jesus love me. The Bible tells me so. A lot of times we look to be reinforced by what other folks say to you. Then been out of shape when you find out what they said about you. <laughs> so it's so important. That as believers, we understand this. The life I now live in the flesh is by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. All the way to the cross of Calvary. A God, the, the Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ, who was worshipped from eternity past, stripped himself, sped on, beaten beyond recognition. And if he knew that if he came down, we would be eternally lost. Yes, Jesus loved me. At a time when he, he could have railed out and screamed and everything else, he was silent. Yes, Jesus loved me. And gave himself. See, see there's, there's two things here, you know. A lot of folks say, I love you. I love, don't do a thing. Don't ask them for anything. This, you know, this, I love you. And then, boom. But don't call me. Don't, I love you. Okay. But the whole idea is, the Lord says, no, who loved me 
and gave. God's love keeps on giving and keeps on giving. And it's not prejudice. You can be poor, you can be rich, educated, uneducated, does not matter. You're loved. If you're not there yet, let's get there. For we know that we are passed from death into life because we what? Love the brethren. If you see, if you're in Christ, you see, that love is there. Well, been your ears long enough. The what? Living in the flesh, which is a battle. The how? By faith in the Son of God, which is maintaining a high level of trust. The why? Who loved me and gave himself for me. This was a personal application that Paul made. When we, when we begin to, I took the verses apart and just until I using those what, how, and whatever the case may be, you'd be surprised how it begin to stand out at you, you know. And the whole idea is, this is why I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Okay. And so when we, we do that, living in the flesh, uh, which is the battle, it says, where I now live is in the flesh. Right, and notice he said, now. He didn't say forever. He said, now I live in the flesh. Tomorrow I'll be in glory. But while now I'm living in the flesh, here's how I live. In faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Would you pledge your allegiance to him? Transferring you from, from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of Christ. Would you pledge your allegiance to him? If you don't have to take Paul's word, why don't you write your little allegiance? The only thing is you have to mean it. Or don't write it. One last thing. Let's read it together. Ready? I pledge allegiance to the sovereign rule and will of God, our Father, who have called me, cleansed me, justified me, glorified me, empowered me to live and make a distinct difference in my life and in the lives of others. I want you to look at that and I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you and pray that God will put in your heart the oomph where it's, here's where I stand. I don't care what other Christians are doing and all these other things. If that's what they want to do to the Christ who loved them, that's, but for me, as, as Joshua said, in my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua made his allegiance. All through scripture you find individuals making their allegiance. Make sure that it settles in your heart. Let's bow in prayer. Father God, how I pray for the saints of God right now this morning and myself. You've gone through great lengths to make a difference in our lives. For us to get to know you. And for that, Lord, I thank you. Thank you for the saints. Thank you for your great love. And Father, I just pray right now, if, if not 
anything else heard, the word allegiance. Am I all in? Am I there? And so, Lord, help us to be there so that we can hear what you have to say. Do it. You'll be glorified. Others, Lord, will, be, uh, will benefit from it, Lord. And, of course, we will grow in the process. Help us, Lord, to understand the concept so that when we function, we'll be doing all things pleasing and honoring in your sight. Thank you for loving us with an everlasting love. And according to Ephesians, you did because you wanted to. <laughs> ah. And Lord, I say thank you for the one to and including us in your plans. And if the one on the sound of my voice, there might be one Lord who's not quite all in yet. Might be a person who do not know Christ as their personal savior. Not all in yet. Probably go to church and everything else, but not all in yet. Because they have not believed that. They have to believe that Jesus Christ died for their sins and he rose again on the third day. They have to believe that they're sinners and they can't save themselves. They have to believe that, Lord, and believe that you will forgive them when they ask for forgiveness and to make them a part of your family. And so I pray toward that end. And then for the believers who are here, I don't know where we fit on your scale but you have a skill, and you, but you love us on each level. But the thing that delights your heart is as we move from one level up to the other, up to the other, up. And Lord, you never said in your word or put a limit on how close we can get to you. Lord, help us to make that difference. As, we, as Paul says, press toward the mark of perfection. So thank you for the saints. Thank you for our time together. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, amen.